Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Billy Epperhart, and on this show, you're going to hear from industry leaders in business, real estate, and investing. Our Wealth Builder coaches and myself are excited to teach you how to make sense of making money for making a difference. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the weekly Wealth Builders podcast. I'm Karen Conrad Metcalf and I am so grateful that you have joined us today. We've got a really wonderful guest and topic today. I'm going to read the title first and it's going to really like capture your attention. Here's today's title, Kingdom Real Estate, how one CEO is bringing heaven to earth through healthcare real estate. And of course, that is the one and only Colin Carr. <laughs> Welcome, Colin. Thanks for having me, Karen. I appreciate it. Yeah, we love having you on. And uh, I'll tell you, if you've been to our recent real estate events, Colin and April have just been such an integral part of um, just encouraging people. Colin always has a great message. April is uh, prophetic and speaking words over people. And I just want to thank you, Colin and April, for being part of the Wealth Builders family. And I know how much Billy and Becky love and appreciate you. And I'm just so honored that you would be on today amidst your busy schedule. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, I am uh, a, a, an equal or greater recipient of blessing. So every every Wealth Builders conference, every real estate seminar, every business seminar, um, I walk out with things that are significantly uh, tangible and meaningful to me. And I, I mean that at the highest level is I, I always get at least one or two like key nuggets where the Lord just drops something in my heart or my spirit. And so um, I look forward to those meetings and those seminars at the highest level. And I uh, can't wait um, for the next one. Thank you so much, Colin. And we're really blessed because Colin's going to be a speaker at the upcoming Wealth Builders Conference which I should mention to all of you, um, hey, if you're interested in coming, you should get your tickets now because we have a very special price out there. And as we get closer to the event, the price actually goes up. Plus we're doing something this year that is a VIP ticket. And there is a very limited number of those left. And that's for those of you that uh, you actually just want to go in a little deeper. You want to maybe have some communication, networking at a higher level. And the VIP ticket uh, includes us speakers. We'll be in on two lunches and a breakfast. We'll be doing Q&A. So those are for people that are like, hey, I really like this, uh, what I'm learning at Wealth Builders, and I want to go in deeper. So you can go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events and get registered. We would absolutely love to see you there. So Colin, this is, uh, this is a great topic. And I was just sharing with you, the team put this together. And uh, you are really an amazing CEO. And there's probably some people listening that don't really know exactly what you do. So can you give us a little background? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I started doing real estate when I was 19 years old. I, I started to manage apartment complexes back in Michigan um, in an area not far from where I grew up. And so that's how I got uh, introduced to real estate, moved to Colorado in my early 20s, um, continued to manage apartment complexes, like some mid-rise, some high-rise buildings, uh, downtown Denver. And I got into brokerage when I was 22 and wow. started doing like retail work. Like it was like Walmart's, Wendy's, Blockbuster type, you know, retail components. Um, I later got into more office space, industrial space. And then over a period of time, um, I got introduced to the healthcare uh, sector of commercial real estate. And I was predominantly on the landlord side where I was working for a lot of some of the largest landlords in the country as far as like medical landlords or medical REITs. 
And uh, I was really fascinated with the healthcare industry. I just really enjoyed working with the people. And uh, it was actually during Bible college. I was I was at Karis. Uh, we did night school the first year. Second year, we did day school, my wife and I. And during that second year, I was still working in the afternoons a couple hours per day. It was really limited, but I still still would work. I'd go to Bible college in Colorado Springs, drive up to Denver um, each afternoon, work a couple hours. And the Lord just unveiled this business model to me where we would focus exclusively in the healthcare space. And then we would only be on the tenant and buyer side of the transaction. And so very, very specialized. Um, and people don't usually think about which side of the transaction. They're just they're, they're used to working with, you know, right. so the listing agent or their agent as the buyer. Um, commercial real estate, it's very rare to specialize in only tenant wrap or buyer wrap. It's very common to be exclusively a landlord and not run around with tenants or buyers. It's very rare to be only on the tenant buyer side. Um, and the Lord just gave me this idea. And so, you know, we we put it together over about a nine to 12 month period of time. And, um, you know, I presented the idea to the company that I worked with. And at the time, they just weren't interested in pursuing. It. And so uh, they said, if that's what you want to do, you should start your own company. And so in February of 2009, uh, we launched the company and uh, again, commercial only, healthcare only, tenant and buyer only. So our only clients are like dentists, veterinarians, physicians, optometrists, and we help them with their real estate. So, you know, wow. buying buying buildings, buying land, um, you know, leasing space, renegotiating leases. And so we did that um, starting in, in 2009. We did just Colorado for the first like four and a half years. And then it got to be just such a significant and successful business model to where we were getting requests to, to go do deals in other markets and states. And I just kept saying no and for you know X number of times per year. And it just got to this critical mass point where the Lord said it's time to expand beyond Colorado. And so we launched a national expansion. And then today um, we now are coast to coast. We're licensed in all 50 states. Um, I think right now we have over, I think over 4,500 clients that we're doing work for nationally. Um, so we actively involved in helping them to do some type of project for their practice. And yeah, we're just, we're super, super blessed and love what we do. And, and we feel like we make a significant impact, you know, in the life and in the business side for the, for the practice owner. That is so cool. I'm really glad you said the year that you got started because I was trying to put in perspective when you and April were going to school and, and when this happened, but isn't it interesting that you had made a commitment to go to Bible college and it was right during that time that the Lord birthed this. And I think that is a significant connection. Yeah, it really is because, um, you know, I was with a, a close friend a few weeks ago having lunch and he he goes. I never asked you this. He goes. He said, "Did you always want to start a company, or, or or when did you when did you get the idea that you really want to start a company?" And I said to him, "Like it wasn't uh, wasn't like an objective of mine. I think like maybe when I was younger, I thought oh, I'd be cool to own a company, but I didn't really know what that meant. Um, but in this season that we were in, like we truly were just uh, we were truly just just trying to develop a personal relationship with the Lord at the highest level, and it was a uh, it was a, you know, a John 17, three, this is eternal life that we may know him and his one true son. You know, I mean, it was a, it was a relationship with God or a Matthew 6, 33, just seek first the kingdom of God, make your first, your first and, and highest priority, knowing, knowing God, knowing Jesus, knowing the Holy Spirit intimately, and the Lord will, will take care of the rest of those things. And so 
I, I was fully convinced we were going into ministry. Like I thought at that time, I'm like, well, if I'm going to make an impact for the Lord, it's going to have to be a ministry. And it took about a year, year and a half of the Lord to, you know, reveal to me that, that you don't have to be in ministry to minister and that you can do as much ministry through business as you can if you're in full-time ministry, believe it or not. So it took me a while to figure that out. But um, yeah, just we were we were in Bible college, uh, having our lives radically transformed. And then the Lord just literally just dropped this idea in our heart. That is encouraging to so many people. It just seems opposite, really. Like, wow, take a break you know, go to Bible college seems like that would have the opposite effect, but so much in the kingdom of God is what seems logical to the mind is, is not God's ways. And so just that's encouraging. I think to a lot of people listening to put God first, you are a testimony, you and April of his faithfulness with that decision. And I've been around you long enough to know Colin too. It doesn't stop there. You are continually seeking God uh, that same way for business, you've made some adjustments in your business. Um, and I want to hear about that because I think people, we know we, we want to have a kingdom business. We want to have an impact, but there's that how to's, you know, how do you actually day to day carry out a kingdom business? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Well, there's a lot of answers to that question. And I don't claim to have the the corner on on all the answers, but I do have a couple of things that I think would be fun to share. So um, I'll start with this this first very obvious concept, but I, it's amazing how people overlook this. Is before you can have a kingdom business, you got to have just a good business. And so before you try to figure out how you can bring the Lord into a business, let's make sure it's a very legitimate business in the natural. And so this is where I think some people hyper spiritualize. Uh, things like, again, I'm, I'm not putting down the spiritual side. I'm going to actually elevate it over the natural in a second. But but you have, you've got to have a legitimate service or a legitimate product or a reason to go to the market. And so I didn't figure out first um, how I could let the Lord be a part of what I was doing. I figured out first, like, what is it that I could put my hand to or what's in my hand currently? What's God called me to? You know, what's my what's my realm or sphere of influence look like currently? And then how can I do that with excellence? And how can I let the Lord come into that and, and transform the way that I do it? And so for me, I just I had done real estate my entire life. There was a progression as far as doing property management, then to being a kind of a junior or runner broker, to being a real broker, et cetera, and then eventually owning a company. Um, but the Lord started showing me ways of doing real estate that were superior to what I had done before. Like he started showing me ways that I could I could pick up clients faster. I could pick up better deals, like better quality deals, more qualified clients. He started showing me ways that I could educate them at a higher level, get them more comfortable with the process, how I could speed up the transaction, how I could save them more time and more money. And so it was this like, there was this, this accumulation of, of wisdom that was coming right from the throne, like right from the Lord. And it was, it was not me trying to figure out how do I make a business? It was, it was just basically taking a very simple concept like real estate and then figuring out how I could specialize or be different or unique in that realm and then how I could do it better than other people were doing it. And so for me, it was it was a very natural, like, how do I do this at the highest level in the natural? How do I bring the best, the best product, the best service, the best results, the best communication to the marketplace? And if you don't have that, I would tell you, like bringing the Lord into it and trying to put the Lord as like the face of it, like that's not the greatest witness. I think a lot of people have an inferior product or they don't do a good job with those other areas. And then they try to lead with the fish on the business card 
or telling yes. people that they're a believer. Um, you know, I'll tell you this, the, the Lord is the Lord of excellence. And that's Amen. another point of mine too. I'm, I'll, I'll mix the points up here, but point number one is you got to have a legitimate natural game plan before you have a spiritual game plan as far as the business model. And again, I'm not saying you pursue the natural over the spiritual. I'm saying when it comes to the business, you're not going to the marketplace as a ministry. We're talking about a for-profit company, not a 501c3. Yeah. If it's a ministry, then you, you can turn this thing around and go a different route. But if it's a for-profit business, you've got to have a natural benefit. You have a natural reason for someone to want to work with you. And then, and then once you have that, then it's, all right, Lord, how can I, how can I let your, your love, how can I let your excellence, how can I let your increase and your transformation permeate all that I do? And that's where you get into the concept of it's the, it's the natural and the spiritual. It's not, it's not either or it's both. And I, I personally so find that the people, they, they miss that. They, they either, they either pursuing, they, they, I want to have a kingdom company, but they don't have a natural product or yeah. they're just all in the natural and the flesh and the Lord's kind of like on Sundays or here and there. Yeah. I'm in the devotional, but so I'll, I'll pause there, but that's, I think that's important. That's so good. There's a lot in there, Colin, that just, uh, it makes so much sense because Billy always talks about you get knowledge, understanding, then wisdom in that order. And just as you were talking, you were describing that because you gain knowledge, right? Then you sought the Lord to get understanding from that, but then you knew how to apply the wisdom that God was giving you in the business. And so I think that's kind of a, you know, a really good point for people that want to go into business to realize that we do need to do our due diligence and be excellent at what we do naturally, which then God can just flow through. And I, I love the thing you mentioned about excellence as well. So it's really interesting how um, God had you kind of narrow your scope. I was just reading a Harvard Business Review. Actually, I was teaching the business school on it. And one of the statements in there is, if you study companies, you actually see that the, the companies that move from a broad customer segment or target market or vision to more of a narrow or specialized one, uh, they, they consistently outperform other companies. And have you found that to be the case with your business? 100 percent um and for me the the efficiencies that i started picking up working just in the healthcare space and only working on one side of the transaction um it just became became very uh, evident to me that i could i could literally cut down wasted time i could cut down time to to acquire a new client time to to transact time you know i mean take any phase of the deal that i was working on and i just started to speed up each of those processes and then i wasn't running all over the place trying to be all things to all people uh, and then also it just increases credibility i mean in in colorado we're nationally but in colorado I mean, we've done over, I think, 850 or 900 dental offices in Colorado now. I mean, oh my one goodness. out of every like three or four dentists, like we we did their office. And so, you know, it's not, I mean, when you're talking to a healthcare provider or a dentist, as an example, in our world, like it's not hard to prove that we're the experts. It's not hard to prove that we we have a higher level of, of results. We have more, more accountability built into our process. I mean, we've got we've got uh, systems and process that no one else has, and we bring a higher level of results. We wouldn't have the success we've had if we didn't have that. So, you know, for us, it's it's greater efficiencies, it's greater focus, it's greater knowledge, um, it's higher level of credibility, and it's been tremendous for us. 
Boy, that is tremendous. Congratulations on that success. And I didn't know that you were um, that significant in the market in Colorado. Wow, Colin, that is amazing. You know, yeah, it's honestly, fun. I, I, I play healthcare bingo. Anytime someone says any healthcare, <laughs> they say, hey, take my kids to the orthodontist or went to the physical therapist. I'm instantly trying to figure out like, I'm like, who's your, who's your provider or whatever. And then I, my mind goes to what's their location? Did, did we do that deal? And yeah. Oh, wow. That is so fun. You know, I know you're a really excellent leader as well. And, um, you know, as a kingdom business, a lot of people going into that or as someone that, you know, loves Jesus and is in the marketplace, how do you handle conflict? You know, there, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm a Christian. Someone is doing something that is a challenge to me. Um, and I think it kind of freezes people up or they just don't want to be a bad witness yet. You can't just keep, you know, stepping over problems. And I would love your insight on that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, let me, let me answer this with, um, with a couple things. So number one, I would tell you, uh, you know, people are going to, going to watch what you do and listen to what you say, um, in your, in your day-to-day business at a much uh, more significant rate than, than you preaching to them or you telling them who you are. And so if, if integrity is not the foundation of your business, um, people are going to see that really quickly. And when you start trying to share the Lord or start trying to say, I'm a Christian, or you try to, you know, weave your, your faith or your, you know, your perspective into things. And if they're saying things that are contrary to that, as far as your communication lacks, or, or you said something that you're not following up on, or they're wondering if you really have their interests at, at the forefront, that completely undermines your, your witness. And so that's why when I talked about earlier, excellence has to be the standard. I mean, I love the scripture about Daniel. It says that the, the king thought to put him over the entire realm because an excellent spirit was found in Daniel. And you, you see that with, with everyone that the Lord's highlighting and showcasing. You know, Joseph wasn't, I mean, Joseph had the favor of God, no question, but Joseph was excellent as a steward of the house that he was in. He was an excellent steward of the prison. And so he stewarded faithfully the things that were there. And so promotion was a natural byproduct. And so for me, you know, integrity is the foundation, no question. I wanted to be in a place where people were so impressed with, with the communication, with the services, with the results, et cetera, that they, that they would say to me, what's different about you? Like, I wanted that to be the foundation of, of who we were and what we did. And if it came up that I was a Christian or I had a chance to witness to them or pray for them or share something for them, great. But if, if my performance was lacking in any place, all that was going to do is pull down my witness further. So mm-hmm. that's not the answer to the question, but that that to me is a key component. To that's what a key do. foundation. Yeah, and I then agree. as far as as far as um, confrontation, he, here's the reality: you're going to have confrontation in any realm of business if you are moving and shaking. There's no way around it. Okay, Jesus said. Um, he said. <laughs> You're going to have tribulation in this world. If you look at the ministry of Jesus, he had more than a single problem here and there. He had confrontation. Um, When you're doing things for people at a high level, you're going to have issues. When you have employees, you're going to have issues. When you sell something and provide a service or work with government agencies or regulatory bodies, like you're going to have issues. And so for me, the Lord showed me very early on um, the equivalent of uh, like lifting weights. He's like, you don't get stronger in the natural by avoiding problems or resistance or, or weight, you get stronger by going at it. So the first thing I tell people is don't run from confrontation and do not run from problems. 
Um, you're not trying to stir up, you know, or, or stir or, or, or kick the hornet's nest. Right. But when it does happen, you got to address it head on, number one. So point number one there is, is, is don't run from it, run towards it, address it head on. Um, the next thing I'll tell you um, is you've got to learn to be an excellent communicator during during times of conflict and confrontation. Uh, I, I think some of the biggest issues that I see with people are when they don't deal with a problem, when they try to just like avoid it or pretend like it's not there. Um, that doesn't that doesn't get it to go away. Like there's an adage where people say, you know, time heals things. Long periods of time might heal things. But if you're in the middle of an issue, you not addressing something or not dealing with it isn't going to make it go away. It's probably just going to make it larger. So for me, I, I'm a big proponent of just having very upfront, honest conversations if it's with an employee, if it's with a partner or client, I just like to go to them and say, hey, listen, let's talk about what's happening right now. Sometimes I'll, I'll approach it by saying, hey, let's have an uncomfortable conversation if it's with an employee and I've got to be direct about an area where they're having a deficiency or, or they're not performing. I'll just say, hey, listen, I need to talk to you about this or I need to have an uncomfortable conversation with you about something that just happened. And I just, I just have an, I just have an upfront, honest conversation where they know exactly where I'm going and, and I, what I want to talk about. And then for me, um, depends on the situation. I could give a lot of scenarios, but I like to ask questions like what happened here? What are you thinking? What is your issue with the situation? What's preventing you from moving forward? You know, what, what's the biggest impediment to you doing this deal, whatever it might be. Um, but I just, I've gotten to the place where you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable and you have to deal with confrontation and conflict, um, upfront. And then again, I keep ramble. I'll give you one more point. Um, mm -hmm. you just have to stay level-headed. If you're in a situation where you start to lose your cool or you lose control of your, of your, your tone or your language, um, or your posture to me, it just shows a position of weakness and it shows a position of, of being, you know, kind of frazzled or flustered. And that's not going to help you succeed in the situation, whether it's a negotiation or whether it's an issue with an employee, um, you've got to stay calm. So, you know, I keep on rambling, but I think those are a couple of good points to start. Those with. are really, really good points, Colin. Wow. This has just been amazing. Um, I can't believe like our time is almost up here already. Uh, I just um, want to encourage all of you too that, if you have not yet registered for the Wealth Builders Conference, uh, I invite you to do so. Go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events and Colin will be speaking there. You'll get to meet him and his wife and his beautiful family. Uh, they're really amazing people. And so, Colin, um, what are some final thoughts that you might want to leave with people today? Um, I would tell people um, just don't don't despise the days of small beginnings. And, you know, people always joke that uh, so-and-so is an overnight success, but yet they've been like grinding at something for like 20, 30, 40 years. Yes. You know, we're coming up on our 15th year anniversary for our company. Um, if you would have seen where we were at, you know, 15 years ago, I don't think you would have been that impressed. You would have been like, yeah, this is just a random person doing random things. Um, if you would have seen us, you know, five years or seven years prior to that, um, when I was a 22-year-old kid, just got my license, I don't think you would have been that impressed. So... Uh, I would tell you this, and maybe not impressed today. So not that you are. But, um, I would just tell you, listen, you know, um, God's no respecter of persons, right? I, I love the scripture that says promotion doesn't come from the from the east, west, or south. It comes from the hand of God. He exalts one and pulls down another. And so I would tell you, listen, if God puts something in your hands, steward it faithfully. If you're believing for the next thing, that's great. But whatever you have in your hand right now, steward it faithfully. Do everything as if you're doing it onto the Lord and, and believe him for supernatural ideas, believe him for increase, believe him for efficiencies. 
Um, he took what I was doing, which seemed super random, super like, like not that exciting. And he just gave me this, like what Billy calls it, an eighth of an inch adjustment. And it changed my entire world. It changed my entire work world. It changed my entire paradigm. It changed my entire family's future um, just by just a slight change. And it happened in an area where I don't think most people would have said it's it was exciting or significant or, or that impressive. And the Lord just took, you know, what he he took my my he took my 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 couple loaves and my couple fish, and he just multiplied them and did a work that most people wouldn't have believed if they had been told in advance. So wherever you're at, steward it faithfully, believe God for more, do it with excellence, you know, hope for the increase. Um, and so that that to me, that's my game plan and my story is pretty simple. That's awesome. Colin, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast today and being such a significant part of the Wealth Builders family. And thanks all of you for tuning in. God bless you and make it a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Builders Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review the show. You want to learn more about who we are? Visit our website at wealthbuilders.org and check us out on Facebook. We'll see you next time.